Welcome to the Marketing Technology Podcast. News, tools, and tips from marketing technology companies and the marketers using them. Here's Douglas Carr. Welcome to another in our interview series with the Marketing Technology Blog. My name is Douglas Carr. And we have on the line today, we have with us Rudy Nadillo from uh, Dapracy. Is that right? Did I get it, Rudy? Yes, Douglas, you got it, <laughs> Dapracy. And thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Oh, I, we're really excited about today's show just because uh, I'll be honest that um, there's not a lot of, one, there's not a lot of products related to marketing uh, research in the marketing technology field as there is, let's say, with email and everything else. And so we don't get to talk about it as much with our clients. Um, we utilize market research, of course, uh, you know, with, with all of our clients in the direction that we're going, but really excited just to have an expert like yourself on the show today. Great. Well, happy to be here and love to talk with you about what we're doing and what I've done, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for people listening, uh, Rudy has served as CEO, marketing director, technologist, motivator, and turnaround expert, as well as the sales force behind the sales teams where he's been engaged. Uh, he's helped transform the marketing research industry with his pioneering work as CEO of Greenfield Online. And he believes that he'll transform the industry again by introducing Dapracy to North America. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about Dapracy, Rudy? Sure. Um, Dapracy is a uh, unique, and I mean this literally, it is a unique online reporting system uh, that on one hand uh, allows people to have very simple visual representations of information that are user-friendly, uh, that could be shared at the senior levels, uh, and you can have different views of data based upon uh, different roles in a company, uh, but that uh, visual and easy to look at information uh, is being powered by a very powerful uh, underlying uh, database and analytics engine that is specifically designed to work with survey data on the marketing research side and also allows you to incorporate uh, um, aggregated sales and oh, let's wow. say advertising spend and social media. So it is unique. We've been, uh, we've been looked at multiple times by Forrester Research here in Cambridge, and uh, they have told us we're unique in the market. Nobody does what we do. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, not a lot of people connect the dots like that. Um, in fact, probably none. <laughs> Except yourself. Um, what 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 got you started? What piqued your interest in market research? Oh, you're taking me way back. But um, I went to Northwestern and um, I graduated. I got my master's degree there in um, advertising and marketing. And I that was a path to go into the advertising industry. And I went into advertising. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, was very fortunate to to get a bunch of offers and. Uh, at some point, I found myself at J. Walter Thompson. I was running the Oscar Mayer account, and um, there was this firm called Information Resources, and they would come in every month or so at uh, Oscar Mayer up in Madison, and we would see them report on this thing called Behavior Scan. And Behavior Scan was a product that uh, allowed marketers to do live test markets, but beam different commercials to different households, and uh, 
Douglas, you would have a card and every time you went shopping, it would scan the purchases you did. So uh -huh. you had your household tied to that commercial based upon your purchases. And uh, Jess, who's listening in, she might be living literally next door to you and she would have a different commercial beam to her because we're sending one commercial to a woman and one commercial to a man. I'm high, highly simplifying this. Right. And I was fascinated by this. And it was really the first time that uh, you were able to connect and put, um, you know, actual results against what prior was really in the advertising business. If you think about the Mad Men days, you know, it was a lot of opinion. I believe this is better. Here's why. We'd write opinion papers. So I was fascinated by this, and I wound up going to work for Information Resources. And um, I started out running their consumer panel, which was uh, collecting all this information across thousands and thousands of supermarkets. And in the later years, I was there 10 years, I was their first uh, chief marketing officer. So that's what got me going in market research. Wow. <laughs> and, and out of all the roles that you've had across all these companies, which one has been your favorite? Uh, well, I've had a lot of favorites. And um, I don't mean to sound silly. My, my current favorite is obviously President Dapperse North America. Um, I was very lucky when I was at Information Resources to work uh, for a guy who's who's just become my idol and mentor, a guy named Jan Fulgoni. Uh, he was one of the founders of IRI. And then he went on to found a company called Comscore. Uh, and uh, he'd be a really interesting guy for you guys to <laughs> a, talk to. A little company called Comscore, right? Yeah, a little company. You know Comscore. <laughs> but Jan's a, Jan's a really good friend. And, um, you know, when I left IRI, <clears throat> I had written a business plan and uh, thought there was a better way to collect information. And that was the uh, start of Greenfield Online. And there was a gentleman I met, Andy Greenfield, who had this idea for Greenfield Online, but really it, it hadn't really gone anywhere other than the, 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 the beginnings of it, which were brilliant. Um, there was only about 150,000 in revenue, but I was the first CEO of Greenfield. So, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that job because we were able to grow that company very quickly because we were the first company to utilize the internet for traditional marketing research. Wow. Prior to that, it was research on the internet and what people were doing, which is fine, but people like Procter and & Gamble and, and, man, and you know manufacturers like that uh, really weren't taking advantage of it, and we were the first company to let that take advantage. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. And as you said up front, um, we revolutionized the collection of data through Greenfield. And I think at Dapperse now, we're going to revolutionize the way uh, the reporting of data is. So I, I've been very blessed. I have two jobs that I thoroughly enjoy. That's fantastic. And and for people listening, uh, when you say rapidly grew, you're not kidding. Uh, Greenfield Online grew from $150,000 in revenue to $18 million in four years. Yep. We did that very quickly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's uh, you it was, you know, it was new in the market and, um, you know, we, we just started adding in lots of salespeople and service people. And, um, we had some investors who gave us money. So we were able to invest in staff and we nice. just grew this thing like a rocket. And that was in the go-go, the go-go internet days where people were throwing money at companies and, you know, allowing you to build a staff before you had revenue. So, you know, that was, uh, <clears throat> Those days are long gone. Yeah. Well, contrast that to green. To contrast that to Dapperse, where we're uh, basically a cash flow self-funded company. 
Um, we have uh, taken, uh, I started North America here uh, about four years ago, and we've doubled the revenue every year since. And as a matter of fact, uh, by the end of this year, early next year, we'll be larger than the parent in Europe. Uh, and, and everybody realizes North America is the growth market. So uh, congratulations on that. And then, you know, having grown my own business that way, uh, I know how much dedication and hard work that it takes. So congrats to you. And getting people to pay their bills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> so you something can that pay yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I never realized before I had my own business is that that's sometimes right. people decide to pay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you work for somebody or you have an investor in a company and you're like, oh, sure, you want to pay in six months, fine. Yeah. You know, with Dapper Seat, no, you yeah. just sign the contract <laughs> yeah. and it's a check next week and then we'll open up the service. Exactly. You know, and, and that's just reality. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you're, and you're, you know, I mean, uh, marketing is an investment and you're getting value for that investment. So writing a check is exactly what you do when you want to make an investment anywhere. Right. And so, right. yeah. And you know, it's, it's a different world and it's a different mindset. Um, having worked in that funded environment versus, you know, grow at your own environment, you know, honestly, you're much more clever um you're much more prudent about what you do right. um you think three times before you hire somebody yes uh you know yada yada so um it, it's actually a healthier way to go I think. I, yeah i i think so too i i i think it's always you know when whenever you're spending your own money it's always a lot uh, you know you make a lot better decisions so agreed right are you a marketing technology company looking to increase your market share? Contact Doug and his team at DK New Media for information on their public relations, search engine marketing, and content strategies, including a dedicated show on this podcast. Email info at dknewmedia.com. Now, from a marketing research standpoint, um, you, you talk about the research revolution. Can you describe that in your own words? Yeah, we coined that term when we started Greenfield Online, and it was it was really appropriate at the time for the company because if you think about it, um, before Greenfield Online existed, people were doing surveys uh, through mall intercepts. You know, you're walking through a mall and somebody says, "Hey, can you give me your opinion?" Um, they would send you a mail, M-A-I-L survey and you would write that out and fill it out, or you would get a phone call and they'd ask you your opinions. And um, what the sample sizes were small. Um, sometimes you were lucky if you got 100 people, 150 people to answer. Um, uh, consumer panels were a different way of collecting information from uh, consumers, but those were people who pre-agreed to be part of an ongoing study. So let's just stick with the, the, the ad hoc research, which I mentioned earlier. Um, when Greenfield came along, um, we all of a sudden had, instead of a panel where you had 5,000 people that you could ask questions on, you know, and, and at IRI we had 60,000, we launched Greenfield, we had 500,000 people that we can tap into. So our first ads were tap into the internet for marketing research, Greenfield Online, Research Revolution. I mean, the phone just rang off, off the hook. Yeah. Because, you know, when, when marketers are seeing you have 500,000 people and all of a sudden, instead of struggling to get 100 sample, you could get 1,000 or 2,000 sample. That really helped fuel that growth. And similar thing is happening in Dapercy in that currently, and it's very analogous, 
people are using PowerPoint and Excel in very manual ways to present information. Um, they're tried and true. They've been around forever. And then we come in and we say to somebody, look, you've been making a 200-page PowerPoint deck. Do you realize we can, number one, automate that? Number two, put that into a system that instead of having 200 slides, we'll give you five pages. And with 10 filters, uh, filtering those pages, you can generate thousands of page views. And that's another revolutionary way of consuming information. So that's really the research revolution that's going on. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know, I mean, how, many, how much market research is actually, actually utilized, you know, when it's such a laborsome process uh, to accumulate it, to display it, to display it appropriately is, is a huge right. problem. You know, I, I, think, I think how many companies just throw money away on market research uh, instead of investing in a product that's really going to tell the story that they need in real time, yeah. right? I don't, you know, in fairness, they're not throwing the money away on the market research. I think what they're doing is is continuing to do what are ineffective and not user-friendly reporting methods. And that's what gets thrown away because, there you, go. you know, it's a joke in the industry. You know, I do the PowerPoint deck and it winds up in the garbage. Right. Um, you know, and that's why, you know, marketers are coming to us and wanting to use our system. And, and more and more we're having end companies coming to us uh, as well as agencies because those end companies are the ones who are distributing this into the organization and wanting to be able to send it out to more people in a user-friendly way. Well, if I'm distributing it to 10 people and now I want to distribute it to 100 salespeople, you know, I can't make 100 versions of a PowerPoint deck for those 100 salespeople. Right. Yet with a system like Dapracy, I can control who sees what. So, you know, Doug, you're sitting in Indianapolis. I can send you the exact same dashboard, but turn off all the data except for Indianapolis. Oh, and you just do that electronically and it's and it's brilliant yeah and and you know the the ineffective uh you know and this is throughout the marketing technology industry uh talking to company after company and i think there's a lot of research out there is the biggest problems that we have are these ineffective systems where we have to move data from one place to another to another and so the marketer's job now, error yeah the, and so a marketer's job nowadays um, when they don't have the right tools is literally doing data crunching all the time. And so, they, right. you know, you can imagine how inefficient that is for a marketer to be spending 90% of their time moving data and only 10% of the time actually executing, you know, and making decisions based on that data. Right, right. So, so reversing that trend is a, <laughs> that's a pretty good business model, <laughs> Rudy. Right. Our, our goal is to get information that is relevant to the appropriate user and get it into their hands as best as we can. And we're currently doing it with online reporting. Um, we're gonna rapidly move into doing apps where people can get things on their phone and uh, iPads and, and others. So there's, there's a whole host of ways you can get information out. Uh, that's fantastic. And, and uh, for people listening, I, I, I do want you to go visit uh, dapperseed.com, D-A-P, R-E-S-Y.com. And, uh, and, you know, they've, they've basically, they're a visual company too. So when you go to the website, you're going to see just a ton of different dashboard examples uh, and, and explanations of what they can accomplish for your company. And, and I, maybe, maybe we can touch again, um, Rudy, just on the, 
different data sources that you guys are able to pull into uh, into Dapracy. Okay, good, and and that'll that actually will talk about the differentiators of us. So, you know, currently um, uh, there are tools in the market, and and there's confusion, right? Whenever you're disrupting something and you're coming out with a new technology, people want to have a handle to put you against. And oftentimes people will say, well, geez, there are business intelligence tools, so-called BI tools like Tableau and ClickView and Spotfire. And these are great tools. I mean, you know, if you have a, if you have a bank which has terabytes of data and you want to go into that data set and find the average daily checking balance for the branch down in Indianapolis, you know, you need Tableau or one of these tools to do this. But these tools are used by data scientists. And these tools produce dashboards, but they're dashboards that are widget-based. And if you visually think about what a widget-based dashboard is, imagine a bunch of squares next to each other. So you have a chart, a table, a graph, a chart, a chart, a graph, a graph, a table. And they're great for the data scientists because they know what they're looking at, but they're just brutal for senior management. They don't want to see that. So what Dapracy has done is said, hey, how do we take this visual? For example, we have the ability within our system to do freeform data placement. So we can now do a picture. <clears throat> and we do these things that are called path to purchases or customer journey. So, you know, somebody's at home and they make a reservation on an airline and a hotel. And you can then have a path showing them driving to the airport and how did the check-in go? And there's literally a picture of the person checking them in. And then you have another picture of them sitting on the airplane. You have another picture of them arriving at the destination and then another picture of them arriving at the hotel. And, and this could look like whatever you want. And the appropriate data can be placed within each of those what we call infographic images, and then that data can be controlled by filters. So in that example, you could look at, you know, people who are traveling for business, people who are traveling for pleasure, are they traveling first class, business class, where are they going, what are they doing? And that ability to highly visualize that information is what makes us unique. So these other BI tools can't do that. So what we do is we say, we can do that and we can take feeds of data, not only the raw survey data, which we inherently and natively handle and analyze, but also take these feeds of these other things from the BI tools to bring them into this visual environment that you can then disseminate out to the company and control who sees what. We call it data access rights and things like that. And that's really what makes us different. Uh, that's fantastic. And I... I... Uh, you pay extra attention on your site, and I, I really love this message to people um, that you you're paying attention to the story there. So it's not so much, like you said, the independent chart or anything else. It's basically building that story that allows a business leader to understand the health of their business or a marketer to understand what they need to do next. Uh, yes, our, I, our core um, module is called Storyteller. And if you go to marketing conferences and research conferences, everybody's always talking about storytelling, storytelling. That's where it's at. Yeah. And uh, we kind of chuckle because <clears throat> we launched Storyteller five years ago. Oh, that's so fantastic. <laughs> it's just our, our challenge to chip away and, and raise the awareness, which thank you, Douglas. This is helping us do that. Yeah. Um, and let people know what's out there because there is a better way to do things. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's funny as um, um, we'll pat ourselves on the back a little bit here, but we do a ton of infographics, you know, for, for clients. It's a great way to get, um, you know, to, to get some attention and awareness out there. And when we design, you, I think you'll especially like this, when we design an infographic, the first thing that we, of course, do is pull research. But the next thing that we do is we literally have a storyteller that writes a story. And they mm. literally write the story and right. then we give it to a designer and the designer. Right. So now the designer has a, you know, beginning conclusion end, you know, and the reason why we do that is because an infographic isn't like, you know, I, I'm going to paraphrase you, but it's not, you know, belching a bunch of uh, charts on a pretty page. It's got to tell an overarching story. It's got to change your mind about the business. It's got to give you, you know, some predictive insights that you can utilize to make decisions. And it's just not enough to show charts anymore. So I, I right. kudos to and, you guys. And people confuse, you know, an infographic is not an icon. Right. You know, people think if I have a number that says the the you know how many males shopped last week online 80 yeah. percent and you put a little icon of a male next to it they think that's an infographic an infographic technically is the thing i described earlier that whole path to purchase or how did you get from a to b infographics and white papers continue to lead search and content strategies throughout the web dk new media researches designs and promotes the best informational graphic and most well-produced white papers in the industry Contact Doug and his team at DK New Media for additional information. Email info at dknewmedia.com. You know, we're dealing right now with a <clears throat> large insurance company. And I started talking to them. They were fascinated by the fact that I said, look, we can, for your management, show how many people came from the website, how many walked into the agent store, how many, you know, replied to a phone call and what was their experience when they did, how many people walked away versus bought, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can visualize virtually anything if you're creative about it. And then people react to that in a positive way. And of course, we're not saying you don't get detail. You know, we can geek out with the rest of them or I should say the best of them. So if you want to click on something and get down into detail and eventually wind up at one of those tables or charts, right. we do that, but you don't start with that. That's when people want to find out more and explore more and drill in and, and dig deeper. Uh, that's great. And uh, for people, again, uh, dapresy.com, D-A-P-R-E-S-Y.com. And for an example, like what Rudy's talking about is, uh, if you click on visual business intelligence, the, the first menu item, you'll actually get some views into the customer journey and what kind of data can be applied in this infographic. It's absolutely beautiful and stunning. So um, th this is, uh, I, I think, I, I hope our listeners are, uh, you know, going to instantly go out there and sign up for a demo <laughs> over at Dapracy, Rudy. Um, where, so, so look, Greenfield Online went from 150,000 to 18 million in four years. Um, where, where's Dapracy going to be in a few years? Um, well, we're a global company. We're also a North American company, but I think we'll be right at where we were with Greenfield. Probably uh, now this is self-funded without somebody dropping 25 million into the company. Um, I think we'll be there probably in a five-year period. So another year. Fantastic. I think we'll be there. Fantastic. Well, 
Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Uh, I, and I, and I truly mean that, you know, the much respect for, um, just starting this from scratch on your own and then building such a compelling, you know, business, uh, intelligence, uh, platform. Rudy, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Douglas. Appreciate and, it. And, and, uh, and, for, and just one last call to action uh, for people to contact you or to contact Dapracy. Uh, where, where should they go find you? Um, you can write to me directly, Rudy, R-U-D-E-Y, at Dapracy.com. It's D-A-P-R-E-S-Y.com. You can go to the website. Uh, lovely Jess would be happy to do a chat with you or answer your email or set up a demo. And... Uh, you know, uh, you got to see it to, to feel it and experience it. Fantastic. Thank you for your time, Rudy. Thanks, Douglas. Subscribe online at marketingtechblog.com. Subscribe to our email, download our app, or follow us on social media.